Hey, everybody, real quick, this is Josh. Before we get into this episode, just want to make sure you guys are aware uh, that Josh McKinney is in no way a medical professional, and you should not take his advice over probably anyone's, um, but definitely not over medical professionals, even though towards the end of this episode, I do bash medical professionals. Um, but like I said, this episode is not made to diagnose or treat any injuries. Uh, it's just kind of telling you what I have learned from the last 15 years of being on the mats. Here's the episode. Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode two of Suck Less Saturday. And yes, I know I've done more episodes of Suck Less Saturday before. I've done them on different platforms, but this is the new Suck Less Saturday. This is what it's supposed to be. And so uh, we're just calling it episode two, and we're going to go ahead and get into this one. Hope you guys are excited about this episode. I am, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, I wish throwing a throw pillow behind me. Uh, it actually helps with echo. You might even notice when I threw the pillow that my echo, my sound sounded better. And I just forgot to do that at the intro. Um, yeah, it's already off the rails. I apologize for that. Let's look at today's question because uh, that is what Suck Less Saturday is going to be. It is only going to be listener questions. If you guys have any questions, please email me, josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com. Very seldom do I ever ask for that. And then within a week, have a ton of questions to choose from. But people are watching the show more. People are listening to the show more. And so I'm getting more questions. That's so exciting. Uh, the ones that I don't answer on the podcast, a lot of times I just respond to an email um, or even just give a short response to an email. So sometimes you just get your question answered almost immediately. Um, but let's jump into this one. So today's question is from Mr. Kronyatz, old lady Kronyatz's husband. Um, if you guys don't know, on the show, um, kind of one of my go-to characters, my two go-to characters that I always like to attack are old lady Kronyatz and Gretchen from accounting. I don't know where Gretchen from accounting came from, but old lady Kronyatz, uh, this is something my uncle used to always say. I think it's probably somebody that um, my dad and my uncle grew up next to. Uh, and so my uncle would always talk about like old lady Kronyatz, like just, just randomly, you know, like um, I'm actually not going, I was trying to give a reference of what my uncle would say about old lady Kronyatz, but every single thing that I could think of is incredibly offensive. And so, uh, yeah, we're just going to skip the old lady Kronyatz thing. But since, uh, today's asker of the question did not want to be named, uh, I thought it would be a good idea to just name him Mr. Kronyatz. Uh, and so Mr. Kronyatz, let's look at what you asked today. Um, <clears throat> His email says, I'd like to know your advice on getting through the mental battle of being injured. I have a grade two tear in my hamstring, so I've had to stop training. I'm at a gym. 
I'm at the gym watching and doing my physical therapy every night. The physical therapy sucks, but it's not the worst part. The worst part for me is the mental fight of getting through. Uh, I normally train like a madman, but now I can barely do everyday activities. It's been super difficult. I know this won't be my last injury and may not even be my worst. How can I deal with this injury better? What would help me prepare for the next injury so I could handle the physical and mental battle better next time so that it's not debilitating? Um, I'd like to stay anonymous on air. So um, Mr. Konyats, let's look at this. I have a few ways to break this down, a few thoughts on this. Um, the first thing that we have to think about is just what trade-offs are. Uh, so a trade-off is anytime I do one thing and then pretty much have a, a secondary result, right? Uh, for instance, my wife and I may stay up late watching TV and maybe I, in my mind, I'm viewing this as this is going to be good for our relationship. This is good for us because we're staying up, we're hanging out together. Um, but we both have to wake up early in the morning. We both wake up in a bad mood and just being in a bad mood and not being well-rested we argue a little bit more. So was that trade-off worth it? Was it worth staying up? Because the goal for me was for my relationship, right? Was that trade-off worth it? So when it comes to injuries and trade-offs, there isn't black or white, even in that situation that I just gave you. Some people would say, yes, it, it is more important to hang out with your wife that day and then you'll know, send her off to work grumpy and then uh, you know maybe she gets a nap when she gets home and it's all good right um, but for other people they say no that's that's definitely not worth it we both should be getting our sleep because later on in the day we're gonna go train and our training is going to be messed up because we stayed up too late right so these are trade-offs and in jujitsu we don't think about trade-offs very often um, for instance I was rolling with one of my students last night and I, uh, as you guys know, I've been fighting a lot of injuries of my own. I've been fighting a lot of rib injuries and I've been feeling really healthy. And I'm, my students probably 260, 270, really, really strong. And I had him in a sweeping position and I started to invert and I caught myself and I said, oof, I shouldn't do this. That's not a smart trade-off. Uh, sweeping one of my, one of my my students versus injuring myself. That is not a trade-off. Being uh, intentional and being cognizant of that was really important for me. But here's the problem. It took me a really long time to get to that. And so hopefully this episode can get you there a little faster, get you to where you are saying, okay, this isn't this isn't worth it. And we're going to get to the mental battle in just a second, um, you know, and, and how to get through that mental battle. And you're injured right now. How do I, I go and uh, how do I, how do I stay sane? Right. Before we get to that, I think that making sure that we understand the importance of when we're training, when we're not training and how we are training, uh, that is incredibly important. That is what trade-offs are in jujitsu. And most of us have big jujitsu goals, whether they are to win a world title or whether they are to lose a certain amount of weight, whether they are to learn self-defense or uh, just for our mental health, we love jujitsu. Regardless, being injured, being off the mat, it kind of ruins that goal. It makes that goal feel much further away. Um, but keeping the goal in mind, is incredibly important. 
So if I am injured and I'm injury prone, you know, I have a, a knee injury, let's say it's something pretty significant. Um, but for my mental health, I say, you know what? I need jujitsu. I can't not train. And so I go in and train really hard. Why well, injure my knee worse? And guess what? Now my mental health suffer, health suffers worse because I am injured. I have to, I'm injured more, I have to take more time off of jujitsu. And so when we are thinking about injuries, when we're thinking about coming back to training, I think just acknowledging the trade-offs and knowing who you are, what you're trying to accomplish and what injury you are dealing with. So now let's start to look at specifically you are injured, right? This is kind of, you know, in that middle ground of you have minor injuries, you're trying to keep them from being major injuries. Um, we've done whole episodes on talking about rest and recovery and things like that. Uh, so we won't get too into that, but let's say it didn't work. Let's say you got injured and it's significant. Um, and I'll just give you a, um, let's say you have to take two months completely off the mats. And the reason I'm saying two months completely off the mats, can't even touch the mats. Uh, it's like the longest I've ever been off the mats, like two months. And then probably should have been more like four or five, but well, as you guys will find out, um, I think that uh, you should ignore all doctors, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so let's look at, so after you're injured, you are now injured, your body hurts, your neck hurts, whatever hurts, your knee hurts, you, you have caused this damage. You have a grade two tear in your hamstring. And like you said, you love to roll hard. You love to train like a maniac. I agree, Mr. Kronyatz. I do too. I love training hard. I love training like a maniac. Uh, I love bringing the heat, right? Uh, there is some mental clarity that only comes from that, right? And we miss that when we're getting injured. And I think something that is really, really helpful is finding how you can train. Just because you can't roll live does not mean that you can't train at all. Um, maybe it does. Some people, and we'll get to what if you can't train at all? What if you can't even be on the mat? Um, but just because you have a, a knee injury, shoulder injury, neck injury, whatever, doesn't mean that you can't. I mean, now I'll, I'll just tell you guys, I would. I used to have to be vague on the podcast. But now, since I've announced what designated winner is, um, I can just tell you that's what I use for injuries. That's really where I started uh, why I started using this idea of training was because I was injured um, a lot last year and I needed to get better. You know, the goal of being a world champion next year didn't change. Uh, I needed to get better. I needed to train harder. I need to push it more. And, uh, but there wasn't a way for me to physically do that. There wasn't a way for me to just say, well, just be tougher. Every time I would try that, my ribs would pop out again and, uh, be tougher. Doesn't work when your ribs are falling off of, out of your body. Right. Uh, so what I had to start doing is saying, okay, I, I can't train the way I wish I could train, but I can still train. And, uh, I started to do designated winner. I started it with like my partner resisting at zero and me just kind of drilling on them. And then as I felt better, we were able to turn that up to 20% and then 40%. And then, uh, you know, eventually I was able to get back to live rounds and be healthy. Um, but that's still on the jujitsu side of things, right? The mental side, can I train? Can't I, in these things, you have to just weigh the pros and cons. Is it worth it to get this 
these 0% rounds, is that helping me? Is that giving me what I need? Uh, sometimes what you need is um, you just miss the intricacy of jujitsu. And you can kind of get that through watching instructionals or watching competition footage even. Um, sometimes, you know, there are just different things you miss. Sometimes we just miss the friendship. Uh, it sounds like uh, for the asker of this question, that that's not what he's missing as much simply because he says he's been at the gym every night. Uh, when he says gym, I hope he means jujitsu school. Uh, a lot of times when I am injured, my students are injured. We kind of have like a, a bench at the gym and the people that are injured usually sit on that bench or, or these chairs at the gym and hang out and watch class. And they say, okay, well, um, you know, I can't, I can't train, but I can hang out with my friends. You know, that's one of my favorite parts of jujitsu. That's most of our favorite part of jujitsu is we get to see our comrades. Right. And, um, you also, you, you get to say, oh, well, they're drilling something in class tonight. I could probably drill this with them. And you're able to jump in and you're able to do a little bit, right? You're able to do what you can. Um, the problem starts to occur though, with this mindset, the problem starts to occur when you say, okay, well, I've, I'm designated winning at 20% and I'm feeling really good. I bet I could uh, do one live round. I bet I could do two live rounds. I bet I, I just roll tonight, right? That is this battle in jujitsu. I battle it too. Um, to, to, for me to come on a podcast and to say like, okay, just do everything that I do and you won't get injured. Uh, that would be ignorant because I get injured right? Uh, everybody gets injured. That is part of jujitsu. We are all going to get injured. If you are doing jujitsu, that is part of the trade-off, right? If you want to enjoy, if you want to take all those fun things of jujitsu, we are in physical bodies that break down uh, and that a lot of us don't even take very good care of anyway. You're going to get injured. Is it worth it? It's not worth it to everybody. Uh, what can you do to make sure to limit those injuries? What can you do to make sure that those injuries aren't career ending injuries? And for me, this is, I think the most important part of the mental battle of, of coming back from injuries. And that is as weird as it sounds being in touch with your body, knowing your body. Okay. So you can't really know the trade-offs unless you know how you're going to respond to this training, unless you know what your injury is, unless you know how to be rehabbing it, uh, which is so common in jujitsu. Like I always talk about how you may ask somebody, Hey, what have you been working on? And they have no idea. And I don't, I don't know. I never, I don't work on anything specific. Um, I get that some people that's going to happen, right? There are times that I'm not working on anything specific, but this question boggles my mind. When I ask somebody, especially when it's an injury they've been dealing with for weeks, I say, hey, where does this hurt? And they go, I, I don't know. Like kind of like my, my front of my shoulder, or maybe even the back. I don't, I don't really know. If you get injured, something hurts, you should try to figure out what it is. Um, I forget who it was. It might've been Socrates. There was somebody really really smart that said it, someone philosophical, much more philosophical than who you're listening to on the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. Um, but he said, a man that is not his own doctor first is a fool. Uh, and I think that 
this is true, especially in when you're doing something physical like jujitsu, you have to know your body. You have to know what goes into it and what comes out of it and how you're going to feel when you put things into it, how you're going to feel after your training. Uh, you know, you know, I think this is something that does come from training for a long time, right? Uh, a lot of black belts have been training for 15 years. They can like last night, uh, my wife and I were eating dinner and I've been cutting, I've been dieting. And, um, I notice like, okay, I feel very hungry today and I have a very hard training session in the morning and, uh, I'm going to eat, right. I could have gotten away with not eating. It probably would have maybe even helped weight loss a little bit, but is it going to help my training? No, it would have killed my training. I could feel it in my, my legs felt tired before I went to bed. I wasn't even doing anything. I was just sitting in bed and I was like, man, my legs feel like they have got no juice in them tonight. Uh, I need to eat a little bit. And I knew exactly what I needed to eat. Uh, and this just comes from trial and error. This comes from knowing your body, but this is something that, uh, I think is more interesting about knowing your body. Uh, and this is specific to me. So I dealt with these rib injuries and I literally tried everything. I asked everyone I knew. Um, I, I went to the doctor and Lord knows that I don't go to the doctor. And so, uh, but not, no advice that I ever got was really that helpful. Um, and uh, one of my friends who's been on the show before, uh, Miles Lucas, he is a, a Wim Hof uh, he, he teaches Wim Hof breathing and his big thing was you should be doing breathing exercises. And so I started trying, I started the Wim Hof breaths and they still didn't help me. And another one of my students said, Hey, you should be doing more creating suction in your rib cage. You should be doing more focusing on pushing out. And then even once you push out, go almost like you're spitting the last air out of your, your chest cavity and it creates some suction and creates some pressure on your ribs. That's what you should be doing. And I've tried both of those and maybe I was getting some results. Maybe I wasn't. Uh, and then I watched this, uh, it was like a, some type of documentary on Cron Gracie and he was talking about breathing exercises and he was talking about his dad and the breathing exercises that Hickson does. And without saying it, he said, yeah, my dad made these up. These were what felt good to him. And so I do my own. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. I could, I could do that. And so I started experimenting with it. I started experimenting with inflating my rib cage. I started experimenting with actually being in touch with my ribs uh, because as much as I love to bash people that don't know where their injury is at, uh, I thought that my rib injury really was just pain in the front of my rib where it kept popping out. But as I got a little more conscious, as I started to breathe more, as I started to learn more, I started to notice a ton of tightness in my back, a ton of tightness in um, like where my lats insert into my rib cage, right? Where they insert into my body and um, almost to which like when my lats would get really tight, I would almost the next day have an injury to my rib. And so I started loosening that. I started focusing on loosening it with breathing and rolling it out. And guess what? My rib injuries have gotten better. That is not to say that I will never deal with them again, but 
I really think that I am going to be able to see them coming because I've been able to train hard, train twice a day, even for the first time in a year and a half. And it's good. I feel good. I, I feel like uh, it's not killing me, but there are certain days that I get done with training a lot and I go, Ooh, my rib is starting to hurt. What that most likely is going to mean is I need to be rolling out my back. I need to be rolling out my lats. And when I do, my rib starts to feel better. I need to be icing my rib, right? When we are doing jujitsu, it is so physically hard on us. And to act like, oh, we'll just do this, just roll without strength, like Josh says on the podcast, that can't always be true. Part of training jujitsu for a lot of people is training hard. And I think nothing is going to benefit you more when you're training hard than knowing your body, literally knowing every part of your body, knowing where you're hurt, where your injuries are, where your weaknesses are, how you should be strengthening yourself. Uh, I have just on this journey of trying to know my body better. And I really do probably know my body better than most people I talk to, uh, know what I should be eating, what I should be uh, doing, how I'm going to feel on a certain amount of sleep and, and just every bit of it, how my training is going to be that day. I really do know my body, but until I started taking kind of like longer sessions, especially with my injuries, just focusing on rolling things out that were really tight, focusing on stretching things that were really tight, strengthening things that were really weak. Um, that's when my ribs started getting better. When I started to just even be more conscious of, um, of what my body needed and, and what my body wanted. Sometimes my body wants yoga. Uh, sometimes my body wants ice. <laughs> sometimes my body just wants rest, right? But knowing what that is, what you should be doing, I just don't think that it's just routine. I just don't think that uh, we'll just do these four stretches every day and you'll never get injured. I don't think it's like that. It's going to be different for each person. And so uh, there is no bigger benefit than you as a white belt, you as a black belt. I don't think that you're going to have a better benefit for your training physically than knowing your body very well, especially off the mats. Uh, and you can do this really easily. I really think rolling out is one of the best ways to do this. I I, the reason I'm, I'm like more of a believer now than I have been is because it really did help my, my rib injuries. And it's really helped um, some shoulder injuries that I've had too. But what it's helped me more of is knowing exactly where I am tight because of the training that I've been doing, knowing exactly where my hips are hurt, where my foot hurts. Where, oh man, it's not even my foot. It's actually my calf that is, is causing all this pain, not my, not my foot. Um, even though the pain is in my foot, knowing your body well is just so important. And uh, lastly, I'll say this, don't listen to doctors that don't do jujitsu. They don't know anything. What, 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 when I go to a general practitioner, and I say, doc, um, you know, everything about the human body because you're a general practitioner. And I say, my shoulder hurts when I do this. And he says, well, don't do that. Here's some really strong ibuprofen. Did that help me in any way? But maybe I should be taking that. Maybe I should go to that doctor first and get that first advice. But if it's not helping most likely it's because there's weakness in my shoulder. There's something else going on in my shoulder. And 
It's not the general practitioner's job to learn that, to figure that out. Really, when you go to a general practitioner, a medical doctor that is a general practitioner, and this is no offense to anyone listening, that is one, what they are going to do is they're going to prescribe you to someone else, or they're going to, like a specialist, or they're going to prescribe you medicine. Most general practitioners, that's what they're going to do. That is their job. But we think of, well, he's a medical doctor, so he really knows what's going on in my shoulder. I can't go to this freaking chiropractor over here. Uh, honestly, some of the best, I was talking about the my student telling me about uh, um, uh, suction in my ribs. Some of the best physical advice that I've gotten has come from that student who is a chiropractor, not even a practicing chiropractor anymore. He's actually a police officer. Um, but uh, he went to school to be a chiropractor and actually knows the human body and actually trains jujitsu. And so you get a guy like this that can say, well, this is probably what you're dealing with. This is a common jujitsu injury. This is how you can, this is how you can fix it. Right. Um, and I, I really was just joking when I was saying, don't listen to general practitioners, uh, definitely listen to your doctor, but don't think of of them knowing like, man, my hand hurts. And then he says, well, you need to quit jujitsu. Don't think that that is true. Don't just accept those things as, oh yeah, 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 definitely. It's true. Cause you hear, um, you hear people, they recommend surgery so often. They recommend so many things that are really invasive and are not necessary. Um, people could get healthy on their own, right? Yes. You have a meniscus tear, a slight meniscus tear that will not heal on its own. We understand that it's not going to heal on its own, but um, that means it's not going to grow back to being 100% of a meniscus again. That does not mean that it's going to, that you can't strengthen the muscles around it, that you can't have a very healthy life and be able to train hard jujitsu with no knee pain. Uh, that doesn't mean that. Uh, so just being aware of your body, I think is kind of where I'll leave you guys with. This is a little bit longer than I anticipated for last Saturday, but screw it. We went with it. I uh, hope you guys like this episode. If you guys have any questions, if you want me to rant for um, what was supposed to be 10 to 15 minutes, but turned into 30 on any topic, uh, just let me know. Send me an email, josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com. And uh, yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Uh, make sure to let me know if you want to remain anonymous in your email. Uh, that's important because some people don't want their their names right on the show. If, if I do read a name, though, it will only be a first name. So you never really have to worry about me being like, oh, yeah, John Cena said this. And then everybody at John Cena's gym is like, oh, my gosh, dude. You were bashing us on the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. I don't know why I went John Cena there. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Gretchen from accounting said this at the gym, right? That's what I should have went with. That's what I'll leave you guys with. Hope today's episode helps you guys suck just a little bit less at Jiu-Jitsu. Have a great day, guys.